0: The way all of this unfolds with the Fed and the other central banks, obviously going to have a big impact on the gold and silver prices going forward. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics on a Wednesday morning as we check into the latest news and activity in the silver and gold markets. has been a relatively quiet week so far starting off this week, as all eyes largely on the Federal Reserve meeting, which will be coming your way just a week from today on next Wednesday. Obviously, the market's looking largely ahead to see what the Fed does at that meeting where a pause in the interest rate hikes, largely priced in, not necessarily the end of the interest rate hiking cycle. But we will dig into that, as well as some of the latest silver news and more, and To kick things off, let's take a look at today's silver chart. We see here that early this morning there was a spike around 10 o'clock before the price came right back down, uh, almost 50 cents lower from that that spike, as you can see on the chart here, to about 24.10 almost. Now currently on the futures chart about 23.60. We do see a similar trajectory in the gold market where gold, again, spiking up to a little bit over 1985 and now down to 1965, perhaps not entirely surprisingly, we can see that this same pattern holds in the inverse in the dollar market where there was a plummet right around that 10 a.m. Eastern mark and then rebounded higher. So once again, we continue to see the gold and silver prices trade largely in tandem inversely to the U.S. dollar, which is why basically everything that comes out of the Federal Reserve or is looked to towards the Federal Reserve has such an impact on gold and silver. And perhaps that's been the case for quite a while and certainly not lessening to any extent these days. So, again, as I mentioned, we do have that meeting coming up next Wednesday where Current odds are calling for about a 70% or now down to 63% chance of a pause at that meeting. Last week, there was some commentary from some of the central bank governors that they may indeed go on pause in the June meeting. So probability of a rate hike came down quite a bit. And now, as you can see, almost two to one of a pause versus a hike. Again, one of the things that they've mentioned is that even if there is a pause in June, does not necessarily mean that the rate hiking cycle is complete. You can see if you take a look at the probabilities out to July, we're currently at a 50% chance of a quarter point hike, 20% chance that will be 50 basis points higher by the end of the July meeting, and a 30% chance that... We will be at the same five to five and a quarter range. Look at the probabilities a little bit further out. You can see here is the June meeting pricing in an expected pause. Looks like the market's expecting a quarter point higher. And now with the markets also pricing in a first rate cut at the November meeting, obviously we've seen a similar pattern priced in over the last couple of months with especially the banking issues, causing a lot of the market to believe that we will get rate cuts later this year. Fed has been pushing back on that, and we've seen they've continued to raise rates and suggest that there will be no rate cuts later this year, which will largely be dependent upon how the economy and the market handles the effect of the higher rates that have been priced in. Obviously, we've seen some weakening data in the past couple of months Verted yield curves suggesting that a recession is on the way. And of course, there is the possibility of further banking issues. Something we'll touch on in just a moment, as Janet Yellen even had some comments about the real commercial real estate sector that I thought were interesting and we will cover. So in either case, I don't think it's necessarily a given that there are going to be rate cuts this year. Certainly, there are events that could play out that would lead to rate cuts, yet I do think there's also the possibility that we could see a continuation of what we've seen throughout the first half of this year, where banking issues pop up, and unless something really big comes along the way, that the Fed continues to hike rates slightly or just pause. And whether we see a rate cut later this year, we'll probably need something big breaking Uh, at the same time. Whether the rate cut comes later this year or next year as the fed's own commentary has suggested where they call for a 4.1 fed funds rate by the end of 2024 i suppose that's up to each individual person how much the timing on that matters although when you look at some of the issues that are out there if we do continue to get a weakening of the economy heading into recession let alone some of the debt expense that's starting to build up with a lot of that debt being rolled over that gets more costly at these higher interest rates. Uh, I do think that we will be seeing rate cuts in our future, whether that ends up being in 2023 or 2024. So of course we will keep an eye on that going forward here. And in terms of the inflation that they've been trying to bring down, here's the chart going back to 2019. This is the CPI, which again, with all the changes in the formula over the years, perhaps not the most entirely accurate, indicator of how fast prices are actually going up. But you can see we got to that peak back in July of last year, 9.1% year over year has come down quite a bit since then. Last reading was in May of 4.9%. Obviously, still quite a bit of ways over the Fed's 2% inflation target, which we'll keep an eye on to see if there is some point that they wonder whether three or 4% is the new normal in terms of what is the ideal inflation rate. We've heard whispers of that, perhaps more so in Europe, but at least as of now, inflation, according to CPI, has come down, but still a ways to go. Of course, there is some lag in the time between when interest rates are hiked and the impact of that policy that, again, we saw earlier this year, and just have to keep an eye on it going forward. Although one of the things that certainly will be worth Tracking is the conditions of the banks and, in particular, the commercial real estate market, which has a lot of debt that's coming due to be rolled over and will be facing higher interest rates. And as I mentioned, there was some commentary from Janet Yellen on Wednesday suggesting that we could see further consolidation in the banking sector. Also, interesting that here she mentions she also expects there will be big issues in the commercial real estate sector given the changing approach to work. Of course, she continues to suggest that her overall read is that the level of capital and liquidity in the banking system is strong and there will be some pain associated with this, but the banks should be able to handle the strain, which is largely in line with what she said so far. Of course, she also said that we wouldn't see another financial crisis in our lifetimes, which personally I take with a little bit of a grain of salt, but interesting that she is noting that there are challenges coming in the commercial real estate sector, and that is another thing that certainly we will be keeping an eye on going forward. In terms of how all this is going to be affecting the dollar again obviously our dollar index here comparing the dollar against a bunch of other currencies largely the euro yen the pound which combined make up about 80 percent of the basket the dollar is compared against and just worth noting that inflation in some of those other areas still quite a bit higher than in the us even despite the fact that those central banks raising interest rates as well Here we see annual inflation up 7% in the euro area as of April 2023. You look at the interest rate hikes. Here is the European Central Bank, which has been raising rates and still has a couple of rate increases expected. Christine Lagarde, ECB president, we have more ground to cover. We're not pausing. This is extremely clear. seems like the market's expecting about two more interest rate hikes from the ECB although it will be interesting to see how they handle if the inflation does not continue to come down further than it already has. Again, that's one of the areas where we've heard some commentary about perhaps suggesting that the new ideal inflation target is higher than 2% if they struggle to get it down to 2%, which would not be entirely shocking. Taking a look over at England, you see again some pretty high inflation rates, even despite the hikes that they've done so far was up at 11.1% in October, down to 8.7% in April, obviously still quite elevated. And certainly if that forces some of these other central banks to continue raising rates, that is something that could drive the dollar index lower if the Fed pauses and some of the other central banks are continuing to hike. On Wednesday morning, we also saw the Bank of Canada and their pause with another rate hike, which was largely unexpected, bringing their rates up to 4.75%. And two days ago, Australia also raised their interest rates. So the way all of this unfolds with the Fed and the other central banks, obviously going to have a big impact on the gold and silver prices going forward. And one chart that I thought was interesting and worth sharing here is Canadian home prices fell 8.5% over the last year, largest year in year decline. So certainly the higher interest rates, making their impact felt and known, we've had slowdowns in the U.S. real estate sector amidst the higher mortgage rates and tighter credit conditions. And we'll likely see some of these trends continue as the rate hikes that have already been done, as well as the ones that could be coming forward, are felt in the markets So again, in some ways, perhaps pretty encouraging for gold and silver that we have seen the prices rally over these past couple of months as they have and even stay at the current levels. Taking a look at some of the silver data, here is the weekly transparent holdings, a lot of the silver ETFs, as well as the COMEX. And you can see that in the blue line, That's the amount of silver in these inventories, which has come down quite a bit, even with the recent price increase over April, which you can see in the gray line here, have not seen a lot of institutional interest coming back in. Although we have seen a lot of commentary from the banks, also there was BlackRock investing in silver via the PSLV, and especially with the declining inventories and an ongoing deficit, Will be quite fascinating to see what happens when we do finally get that rate cut, if that brings some more institutional interest back in and how that is funded and where the silver price goes after that, with not an entirely large amount of silver out there to be purchased, which fortunately for the silver market has been helped out by a decline of the importing of silver into India. Again, you had that record year last year, taking in 304 million ounces which so far has really dropped off a cliff going into 2023. Here from Metals Focus, we can see bullion imports. The orange bar is the 2022 figures. Blue is what we've seen so far in 2023. So almost non-existent. We will see if that picks up a little bit, to match some of those big figures we saw last year. Again, one of the things that we have seen traditionally is that India being a little more price sensitive. So perhaps with the higher prices that has slowed them down. And also there's a degree to which they restocked a lot of their inventory last year. But in either case, perhaps that's one of the things that has held this all together, where if we do get anything like we saw last year, especially with the inventories drained quite a bit, that would certainly be quite wild to see where that silver comes from. Uh, quick look at Turkey, which has been increasing its silver imports quite a bit. Recent years had a big year in 2022, and with five months in to 2023, not entirely all that far off that pace, so another large silver importer that we will keep an eye on. And then just a few last notes before we wrap up. There was something that came out recently I thought was interesting. U.S. dollars impenetrable armor weakening as Chinese yuan and alternative currencies grow. Obviously, we've heard quite a lot about that although this one was coming from BlackRock's bond chief, a top strategist at the world's largest asset manager who says the US dollar is no longer in the invincible world reserve currency that it once was. So obviously different from perhaps just hearing me say it or reading it on a silver website, but he mentions we keep chipping away at the impenetrable armor of the dollar. Yuan is being used more euros. There's part of the market that looks at cryptos as an alternative. I've been watching gold have a good run up at 8% this year. So now hearing this again from some of the more mainstream sources and even did have a tweet out from the U.S. House Committee on Financial Services suggesting that they're even a little bit concerned, any harm to the dominance of the U.S. dollar will threaten the entire global economic system, make it harder for the U.S. to hold bad actors accountable and hamstring efforts to efficiently respond to global crises. So just a slow day by day awareness of some of the things that are going on. Interesting to hear even the U.S. House Committee talking about this and perhaps not suggesting that the dollar hegemony is going to end tomorrow. And again, without really a an overtly clear system to shift over to, that does leave the challenge of where do we go from here if we do stop using the dollar in the dominant role that it has been. So perhaps more of a long term trend yet something that you see building day by day, and certainly a lot of incentive around the globe to not be as dependent on the dollar as the world has been, which is a large part of the reason why we see a lot of central banks importing gold, a lot of talk about gold, and the gold and silver rallies that we've seen over the past couple of months. And just overall an interesting time in the world, especially as the U.S. did make it through the debt ceiling situation, although While there was not a default, we see that the cap was just removed until January of 2025, and I suppose God only knows what level that will spike to by the time we reach 2025. But either case, we will keep an eye on it for you, as always going forward. So hope you're having a great day out there. Appreciate you tuning in, as always, and I will see you again tomorrow.